The Xbox Series X will be one of the hottest items when it goes on sale this holiday season. Our own Jeff Bacalar got early access to the upcoming video game console. Let's get his impressions. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Jeff, you had the Xbox Series X for about a week. So what are your overall impressions so far? Yes. So just to throw out a little caveat before that, um, I have had it for almost a week. We can't discuss every last detail about this thing, which is just sort of the way things are going right now. They have a rollout that you know we've sort of uh, been following. But what I can talk about is two real substantial features. Um, one being quick resume, which is a sort of thing that I initially kind of uh, wrote off a little bit because I was sort of like, oh, you're going to let me suspend a game and come back to it. That's great. It's 2020. Like That, that should be a thing. But in reality, uh, when you do use it, it is kind of amazing. The, the, the system lets you essentially juggle, uh, depending on the, the kind of game you're playing, around four to six titles. And you can swap in between them from as quick as, you know, I've seen it happen as fast as like six seconds to about 15. And um, it is this really sort of game changing experience that I have really not had, uh, you know, my hands on anything kind of like that before. So that was a big deal. And also uh, just the overall load time improvements. I mean, again, these are legacy games. These are games from last generation or current generation, if you want to get technical about it. But uh, just really stark increases in booting up from saves, uh, just really substantial stuff, especially on games that have notoriously long loads like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, something like Control. These, uh, th this new hardware is able to, to really you know, cut those times down substantially and uh, kind of makes me you know, think like, oh, maybe you, know, you might want to wait to play those Xbox One X games because uh, if you're planning on getting a Series X, you'll probably have an overall better experience doing that. So let's, let's dig into some of these features. The, the quick resume, you, know, you talked about the idea of being able to toggle between different games. And maybe it's because I'm not a hardcore gamer uh, but like, why exactly would you need, like, why, why was this such a, a huge benefit to you or, or game changing experience being able to talk? Cause you know, I, I get into a game, I'm usually invested in that single game. I don't know if I necessarily want to juggle multiple experiences, but what, what is the sort of key benefit there? Yeah. I think like a lot of people, um, I mean, your use case is not, you know, uncommon, right? There's plenty of people who just sort of stick with one game and, 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 you know, make that their thing. Uh, in my experience, I'm someone who, who's kind of juggling maybe two to three games at any given time. So, um, having that ability to kind of, you know, just the, the idea of like, oh, I'm going to be playing online with friends and then we're going to all make the jump over to something else. When you think about something like that, where you're doing it with, with friends playing online, that is a, a substantial sort of, you know, quality of life thing that, you know, right now is sort of plagued with, you know, people having to load stuff and, and you know, you, you get incompatibility issues. Look, I think, you know, for, for the average person that will come off as sort of who who doesn't juggle those kinds of games that might come off as a feature that is sort of just a nice thing to have i think uh you know myself i have friends who who i know would for sure benefit from that hot swapping sort of uh functionality just like i said quality of life stuff is really where we're at with these consoles where we're just really narrowing the line of like is this you know the most convenient way to play 
Uh, I think that kind of stuff uh, sometimes can be overlooked, but when you see it in motion and when you see it in action, it's it's sort of this amazing little piece of tech. In terms of the games you've played, you, you mentioned Red Dead Redemption Two. Any other any other games you played? Uh, and, and sort of what is the? And I know you can't say too much, but if you could talk a little bit about that experience, especially the the load time you mentioned, like what what were some of the other experiences you had? Um. So I did get to play a decent amount of stuff. The the weird thing about this experience is that, you know, there's a lot of incompatibility because we're in this preview mode. Um, so, you know, the, for example, when I first got the machine, there were a handful of high profile games that just weren't working and an update came out and that was, you know, that was able to all of a sudden unlock compatibility with a lot of other games. So it, again, this is a weird moment, right? For everyone. And the way they're kind of rolling out this rev- preview period is it's dicey and it's not, and, and it's very much imperfect uh, just because that's the sort of situation we're in. But the games that I have been able to play, um, you know, you, you are going to get certain frame rate bumps. You're probably going to get some resolution bumps. It really depends on the architecture of the individual game. Your mileage is going to vary. It's a case by case sort of situation. There's a lot of games that are locked at certain frame rates that you're just going, you know, you're just not going to be able to exceed that unless the developer goes back in, retools the game and sort of unlocks this higher performance, uh, ceiling for a, a series X. And Microsoft is very vocal about the fact that, you know, if you are playing a game that will be re-examined and sort of re-optimized for Series X, you should not have an issue playing the correct version of that game, which, you know, is another one of those features where I kind of glossed over, but it is a thing that needs to happen just because of this increasing fragmentation across platforms. You're just going to be getting a lot of different versions of a lot of different games. Um but going back specifically to the games I've been playing, you know, haven't really seen a huge jump in games like Control or Red Dead Redemption. I did see a bit of a tick up in um, in in some. You know, it, it's also tough to 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 tell as well because you don't necessarily have the hardware that's kind of telling you exactly what sort of frame rate you know improvement you are getting. Some of the Final Fantasy games are definitely like 15, definitely showing frame rate improvements. Uh, that's an easy thing to see side by side. But you know, it, it's this is a weird sort of gray area, right? Because I don't think we've ever really had this sort of you know transitional generational console event happen where you are going to be finishing and playing a lot of games that maybe you started on a one or a one x on a brand new platform so you know i think across the board there's going to be surprises improvements uh and what have you but um you know you look there's one thing for sure you're not going to see anything perform worse right like that's that's a given but uh you know across the board it is it is sort of a hit and miss Gotcha. And uh, the you had a chance to try out the new controller. Uh, I don't know how much you can share about that, but what, what were some of your early impressions from using that? So I think the controller is pretty good. Um, it's very, very similar. So you're, you're, you're not going to be surprised by it. Um, it, if anything, it, it it does come in a little smaller. Um, it's tough to tell in, in side by side photos, but when you do get your hands around it, it it does sort of uh, you know feel like you are holding a smaller controller. And I know that sounds weird because like I said, pictures don't really tell that story. Uh, but for me, in, in my opinion, that's for the better. Uh, it does give you this sort of 
uh, feeling uh, more, I guess, you know, call it an illusion, but the feeling of precision, the feeling of control, it has a really nice sort of textured uh, grip that's more pronounced than the last generation of games, uh, games controllers rather. The two triggers also have that, that sort of texturized grip and a bit of the shoulder buttons share that uh, covering as well. So overall, it is a really comfortable controller. I think ergonomically, these guys are getting, they're refining the, 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 the hardware to such a point where it really is being dialed in. Uh, and it, it, to me, it's, it's kind of surprising that they're able to even improve upon what many people believe to be you know, one of the best controllers ever made, uh, either the DualShock 4 or the uh, the original Xbox One or Xbox One X controller. The D-pad is uh, probably the, the, the thing that's gotten the most change. It is a lot clickier now. Uh, it's gone from a sort of, um, you know, uh, concave sort of uh, D-pad to, to something that's a little more, uh, you know, pushed in, if that makes any sense, the direct, the, the non, uh, you know, essential directional sort of buttons are now a little bit more pronounced, a little bit easier to hit. So you do have what feels like a more precise D pad. Uh, I think personally, this is going to be quite the, you know, uh, you know, sticking point for a lot of people. I think a lot of people like that original D pad, but this new version of it, um, I think for me gives you that precision, but I know it's going to be uh, a hot button issue for sure. Uh, no pun intended, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> anything kind of surprise you to sort of stick out as something unexpected from your, your time with the Xbox? Yeah, there's there's a couple things. I think, uh, you know, obviously Quick Resume was a, was for me a big surprise. A lot of my colleagues that have been reviewing it uh, all sort of agree on that. Um, you know, there are other things that that are happening with this console, uh, with the hardware, and with maybe some of the experience that unfortunately we just can't talk about just yet. Um, you know, I did get my hands on that Seagate one terabyte expansion drive that plugs into the back of the machine and and just holding a terabyte in the you know the small of your hand is kind of this amazing, you know, ridiculous leap in technology that uh, you know, I think is a really interesting sort of position that Microsoft has put itself in, if only because they've, they're going from a, a situation where you could bring your own storage in an Xbox One or an Xbox One X, and now you're sort of locked into their proprietary uh, interfacing with this new storage uh, solution. So I think, you know, the tech there is kind of cool and impressive, but at the same time, it is an expensive thing. Where if you look at other consoles or other generations of, of consoles where you could bring your own storage, obviously storage costs go down. And I just don't know if, if, uh, if, if you know, consumers are going to have the benefit of that decrease in cost when it comes to this proprietary piece of, uh, of hard, of, you know, storage uh, technology. So an interesting little caveat to the whole thing, you do only get a terabyte with the, with the series X. And I, and I, I know people are hearing only a terabyte. Well, yeah, games are, games are real big now and, uh, you're going to fill that terabyte up real quick. Um, you know, I, I'm still rocking a two terabyte, drive in my uh in my ps4 pro and there are days where that doesn't seem like enough so it's um you know it's it's something to consider but that's uh that's the current situation you can bring your own uh, hard drive space but that's only going to work for older legacy games nothing series x uh can really take advantage 
of it's going to have to be a 360 or an or a 1x uh you know game gotcha that uh, that's a good bit of warning for our listeners uh and, and i know you know it's been a l- around a week and it's not a long time with a brand new console uh is there anything without going into those those spoiler territories you you, you can't go into is there anything you're looking forward to kind of digging deeper with the, the Xbox Series X? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the, the sort of capability of being able to pull off uh, 4K 120. Um, you know, that's a, that's a thing that this console is very proud of. They've, Microsoft loves to talk about that. Uh, as of this recording, as of the video we posted this morning, that functionality is not there yet. Um, actually really grateful because, uh, we've been, I've been working personally with LG on, uh, getting a display that can, uh, you know, handle that sort of throughput and, uh, LG actually is putting out, a, uh, an updated firmware that's going to unlock that capability for Xbox. And I've been able to sort of play around with that and see it. And, you know, the console, knows it can do it the settings are all correct but uh for now the only thing that's really able to put out 4k 120 uh, is if you have your hands on a, a, a an rtx 3080 gpu which uh which is not exactly the easiest thing to get your hands on right now so that's uh that is definitely something i'm looking forward to i've been told a lot of the games that uh have backwards compatibility uh in it might hit that kind of metric where you where you can take advantage of, of refresh rates like that. So really looking forward to seeing that because I think when you combine HDR and when you combine a high refresh rate game, you know, that to me is the is the fidelity that people will really kind of be be uh be jarred by. So I'm looking forward to to seeing what that looks like. Gotcha. And and having spent some time with the system, you know, this Xbox Series X is not cheap. It's four hundred ninety nine dollars. Comes out November tenth. Uh, after spending your time with it, I'm just curious if your opinion has changed on this console, especially knowing what we know about you know the 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 lack of key launch titles um, and, and sort of the limited game library. Like, ha- has any of your opinions changed on? whether or not this is something that gamers should be upgrading to? That's a good question. Um, I think the needle has moved a tiny bit for me. Um, and again, I try and, you know, I try and put myself in this situation of someone who is genuinely on the fence or genuinely just unsure of what to do in terms of buying a next-gen console. And, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while, but I do still think that, if it were me, not with this job, this would be still a thing I'd be waiting on. Um, and that goes for Sony as well right now. Again, I, I I don't have a PlayStation 5 yet. That I'm sure will be happening pretty soon. But just going from you know what you're getting for that $500 price tag, I think it is a great way to sort of improve your existing 1X games. And that is not something that you know a lot of people... Uh, you know. I think it's something that a lot of people could benefit from if when you look at the fact that the launch, quote unquote, launch lineup of games is just simply kind of not there, um, you know, in terms of compelling software, right? So, you know, I think there is a bit of a case to say, hey, if you don't have a One X and you're still maybe, you know, rocking a base Xbox One, you know, maybe the time now is to is to up- upgrade if you don't mind spending that chunk of change and it is a lot and i think that's a lot of money for people right now especially so you know 
it's a it's a tough case. They are going to sell well, um, but you know the the pragmatic sort of practical uh, uh, you know consumer in in the back of my mind says maybe maybe this is something we still sort of wait on and see how it shakes out. Maybe at the beginning of twenty one. So that's sort of where I'm coming from right now. You know, I think that opinion will evolve and and change and you know. Uh, especially when a lot of these newer standardized Series X games do come out. Um, again, we don't have any software that's designed, you know, basically with like a, a Series X version. So uh, until that door opens up as well, and this preview period continues on, that's that's sort of the point of view I'm uh, I'm with right now. Got it. No, it seems pretty sensible, and we look forward to talking to you again when you have a bit more time and you've been able to dig into some of these other features. You got it. If you have any questions about the Xbox Series X, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. You can get all of our coverage on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.